Blog Talk Radio. breaking down this horrific Packers game that we watched tonight in a 24-42 loss to the Washington Redskins in Maryland. Um, does it get much worse than this, Packer fans? I mean, does it really? You know, we're, we're looking at a Packers team that is in third place in the division still behind the um, Vikings and Lions. Um, I'm kind of at a loss. To be honest with you, I, I really wasn't expecting this um, coming into the season. After last season, I think uh, every logical Packer fan uh, realized that there were some um, kind of serious flaws on this team. But uh, I think we all thought uh, the same thing, that you know they would get worked out and they'd get fixed. And um, they're not. Um, it's not getting worked out. I mean, for the most part, if you break down the stats just of today's game, um, for the most part, they're, they're pretty equal. I mean, Packers 19 first downs to 21 first downs for the Redskins. Um, you know, Packers ran three more plays than the Redskins ran, 65 to 62. Um, yardage was, was quite a bit more in the Redskins' favor. Um, but they, they had equal drives. Packers had 11 drives. Redskins had 11 drives. Um, they both, honest to God, had equal opportunities to score the ball. But the final score was 42 to 24. Um, I mean, is, is it time? Are we, are we to that point now where we're just kind of ready to tank it? It's over. We are screwed. We are screwed. It it is over. Um, unfortunately, what do you do at this point? I mean, you're, you're four and six. You've dropped four games in a row to, I mean, really subpar opponents, you know, with the exception of Atlanta um, and, and Washington looked pretty good, but I mean, every team looks good when they're playing the Packers lately. You know, you've dropped four in a row for the first time, I think since 2008. I mean, that's bad. You know, I mean, where do you start with this team? You know, the offense can't get it together. The defense is, is so injured. I mean, you know, what do you do? I, I can't give the defense any more pass. I I had been in the past because I felt like, well, you know, when your offense can't score points and your offense can't keep drives going, your defense has got more pressure on it and they're always on the field and they can't get off the field and that's when injuries happen. But, I mean, enough is enough. You know, you break down the time of possession and it's equal. I mean, in almost every game that the Packers have played, time of possession has been fairly equal. I mean, today, time of possession was in Green Bay's favor, 30 minutes, 23 seconds versus Washington, 29-37. So, I mean, the offense was on the field longer than the defense was. 
You know, so you, you can't point to that anymore. So what do, you, what do you point to? I'll tell you one thing. This is how bad it's become for the Packers' defense, okay? After tonight's 42-24 loss, they have done something that they have not done since 1953. 1953. They have given up 30 or more points in four straight games. And you know who we play next week? The Philadelphia Eagles, friends. Do we think that streak's going to end right now, or do you think it's going to go to five games, scoring, you know, giving up 30 or more points? I'll tell you what, though. It was really nice to see that the Packers picked up Christian Michael. I mean, that was really nice. Oh, wait, he wasn't dressed tonight? Oh, that's right. He was sitting on the sideline in a hoodie. I mean, it makes sense, really. You know, why would we try to go out and get some guys to fill the holes that we need on defense? Why would we go out and get a guy that we could actually really, really use right now? instead of picking up another running back that we're just going to trade or, or, or wave in two more weeks. I mean, we all know that's what's going to happen. You know, it just blows my mind that these are the decisions that are being made in that front office. It's like they're just, they're just sitting around, you know, playing with each other. Well, let's get this guy. Well, let's get rid of this guy. Well, now let's bring this guy back in. Well, I mean, why don't we get someone that can, that can make a difference for us, that can help? And I think personally that Christian Michael is a guy that can help, but you're not playing him. Well, you know what? He, he probably doesn't know the playbook, right? That's, that's got to be what it is. Oh, wait, just get the ball and run. How about, how about that? I mean, I don't think at this point Mike McCarthy knows the playbook. And if he does, he only knows 14 plays because that's all I ever see being called, the same 14 plays over and over again. I'll tell you. Sometimes there's an exception to this, but for the most part, bad things don't happen to good teams like this, okay? There are no coincidences this season for the Packers. None, okay? They are in a hot mess of a season. And it's for a good reason, or reasons, I should say. They have no running game. You know, like like I just said, they went and picked up Christian Michael, who was inactive, Four days after we claimed him off waivers. That, that makes sense. Um, McCarthy's end-of-the-half clock management decisions backfired again. And the cornerbacks or you know, what's left of them can't stop getting beat deep. You know, I, I almost feel bad for Dom Capers at this point. Almost. Because you can kind of sense that he wants to play press man, but he knows that the guys that we have in the backfield aren't good enough in the defensive backfield. They're just not good enough. He doesn't have the talent to run the kind of defense he wants. So he's forced to run a, a type of defense that is vulnerable and has shown that time and time again without fail. You know, I mean, the rare big play that we had, you know, to Jared Cook, and welcome back, Jared Cook, Jared Cook by the way. I mean, I've been – kind of saying that, you know, since the beginning of the season, what a great pickup I thought this was. And it, and it is. It's got the potential to be. You know, but welcome back, Jared Cook. You get that rare big play, and it was just pissed away by special teams. I mean, do we need more evidence to determine that at four and six, two games out of first place in the NFC North, which is not a good division, folks, there's just six weeks remaining. The Packers are all but out of it. They're all but out of it. 
Do we need any more evidence to that? No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 I mean, let's, let's stay with the running game here, okay? On the first three series, I've got it right here. The Packers tried to run um, three different ball carriers. Okay, James Starks for no gain, Aaron Ripkowski for two yards, and Ty Montgomery for four and then two. Okay, all three of those series went down the same way, three plays and a punt, which is really the Packers' MO. I mean, they're, I give them credit. They're getting out of the run, run, pass, punt, you know, routine. Um, now it's just run, pass, run, punt, or pass, run, run, punt, or name any other scenario that has one pass and two runs that go nowhere. You know, I mean, I, I listened to Chris Collinsworth praise how great Aaron Rodgers looked, and I, I don't know, folks. Did you see it? I mean, I, I saw him make some some pretty damn good throws, but I also saw him miss some very easy wide-open throws that would have been very beneficial, you know, at those given points in the game. I mean, I, I don't – Rodgers is getting it done. But we need the Rodgers that was above and beyond – and it's hard to get that Rodgers back when you've got no one around him. And you've got a coach that either refuses to get creative or has such little confidence in his offense that he feels like he can't get creative. And he, yeah, we're just going to run the same thing every time and, and, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, maybe, maybe we can pin our hopes on Cook. You know, six catches, 105 yards and a touchdown – First game back since week three, okay? He did a good job. You know, but given how the Packers wasted his, you know, 47-yard catch in the third quarter, which at the time was the longest play of the game, what does it matter? Crosby rendered that catch meaningless, missing a 36-yard field goal at the end of the drive. And then to cap the whole thing off, Cook fumbles the ball in the final minutes. And I know everyone's going to want to point the finger at Cook. Oh, well, we had a chance in that game. You know, it never should have come to that point. Never. The Packers, I've said it before, and I'll say it to the day I die this season. Because let's get real, folks. I may have a massive heart attack before the season's over. The Packers are a one-half football team. I, I don't know why they bother to show up. I said this last Monday. All they're doing by showing up and playing half a football game is risking injury. And guess what happened today? More injuries. Like that's what we need. We need more injuries. Okay. You you don't, if you don't believe me, look at the numbers. Okay. Let's start with Jacksonville, 21 points in the first half, six in the second Vikings, seven in the first seven in the second lions, 31 in the first three in the second giants, 17 in the first six in the second Cowboys, Six in the first, 10 in the second. Bears, six, 20. Falcons, 24, eight. Indianapolis, 10, 16. Tennessee, 16, nine. Tonight, the Redskins, 10, 14. You know, coming into tonight, they were averaging 24.8 points per game, and they're giving up an average of 26 points per game. That, that math doesn't work. I'm not a rocket surgeon, but that math don't work. Okay. 138 total first half points coming into this game. That's 15.3 average in the first half. 
for the season. 85 total second-half points. That's nine points per game average in the second half. Packers are averaging 15.3 points per first half and nine points per second half. And people want to say that, the, wow, the reason that we're so bad is because the defense is so injured. Really? Because I, I think we, we put up 24 points today, didn't we? Jeez, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the defense didn't score points, which would help. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, the offense only managed to score 24 points. You're going to blame that on the defense? Because the offense was on the field same, the, more than the, than the defense was. You had the same on a drive, same on opportunities Washington did. Played in the same field in the same conditions. I'm sick and tired of hearing, ah, oh, well, you know, it's, it's uh, ah, they're not used to playing in this weather. Ah, oh, well, you know, the grass is, ah, oh, well, it's just excuse after excuse. Ah, oh, well, it's, we got all these injuries. Ah, oh, well, you know, it's, it's, it's high pressure. Ah, oh, well, you know, Packer fans are spoiled. It's just excuse after excuse after excuse. And I've heard it for the past month and a half. And me and a select few were sitting here saying, Something's need, something needs to change here. You know, because the majority in Packer Nation and in the, and in the Wisconsin media market, the majority were saying, ah, well, don't worry. You know, it's, this will get fixed. It's just a little, you know, bump. It'll be fine. I listened to Brady Papinga last week on a local show in Wisconsin. And he talked about, you know, I, you guys, you guys are crazy. If you want to fire Mike McCarthy, you're crazy, 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 crazy. We want to fire Mike McCarthy. We want to, crazy that we want to change right now. He says, it's, it's the defense. They're going to figure it out. It's minor. It's all fixable, fundamental stuff. Well, you know what? You gave up 42 points tonight. First time since 1953, you've given up 30 or more points in four straight games. That's more than fundamentals. And if you're going to tell me that it's strictly fundamentals, which I agree, that it, there, is, there are some major flaws in the Packers' fundamentals, both offense and defense. If you're going to tell me that it's mainly fundamentals, then I'm just going to go right back to Coach McCarthy. If your team doesn't know the fundamentals – on how to properly play a professional football game, then what does that say about you as a coach? Can't run block. Can't really effectively pass block, especially if, if there's a blitz. You can't pick up a blitz, r- rarely. You can't cover receivers. You can't run routes. You can't consistently catch the ball. I mean, how many times have you seen a ball thrown to a receiver, any receiver, and they catch the ball, and the first thing you do is take a step back to try to beat the coverage and end up being short of a first down? Then if they would have just literally fallen forward, they would have got the first down. I mean, that's, that is fundamental football. Fall forward. Tackling. Tackle the player. Don't tackle the ball. I mean, if we had, if we had 12 Peanut Tillmans on defense, I'd say, yeah. Get the, go for the ball every time. Because most of the time, you're, you're going to get it. There's going to be times where you don't, and you're going to get burned. But there's a lot of other times where you're going to get the ball. Our guys can't do that. They just can't. And, and they just keep trying to tackle the ball instead of the player. I mean, it, it's, it's sad. It's really sad. You know, in the first half, this was the most points given up um, in eight years. Well, last week, 
against the Titans. The most points they've given up in a first half in eight years. And we don't think there's a problem with the coaching staff here. We think it's all in the players. I don't think so. This goes right back to Ted Thompson draft and develop. This is what you get. This is what you get. You know, and and the, the urgency that they have now to go out and, and claim players off of waivers is, is a running back that they're never going to use. Why would they use a perfectly good running back when they have a backup running back who is not effective at all this season? And they also have wide receivers that they like to run as running backs. I mean, for Christ's sake, Aaron Rodgers is their best running back. I have an idea. All right, hold on. This is a crazy idea. Okay. So the reasoning that they, that they said that Jared Cook was going to be in the backfield is because, well, he played some running back in uh, college or high school, maybe. I don't know. So, I mean, he's got some running back experience, right? Well, you know what? I've got it. I'm willing to bet that Aaron Rodgers played running back in Pop Warner. Okay, I'm willing to bet that. So since Randall Cobb played quarterback in high school, why don't we just make Randall Cobb the quarterback and then just have Aaron Rodgers in the backfield? I mean, that's logic, right? That's, that's Green Bay logic. Well, he played it once before, so it's, why not? I bet Jason Spriggs was a fantastic 10th string safety in Pop Warner. Maybe we should stick him at safety. For Christ's sake, he's faster than half the guys we have now in the defensive backfield. It's embarrassing. That that's the team they feel. I don't want to hear about injuries. Ted Thompson, you picked these guys. You picked them. And the fact that they're not ready, you can tell me injuries all day long. That's fine. Injuries all day long. You can preach to me about that. But every team is injured this time of year. It's not like this is an anomaly, that it's never happened before in the history of football. Teams get injured. Players get injured. That's the way it works. The trick is to have players that you can fill when other players get injured that are effective at their respected positions. And you don't. You just got a bunch of guys. You have starters that are, that are decent. And then other than that, it's just guys. That's it. Just a bunch of guys. I, I said it last week. You're drafting and developing hole pluggers, and it doesn't work. We need veteran leadership. Now, this team is young, and this team is always going to be young. That's not going to change, especially under Ted McCarthy. It's never – that's the way they want to do things, which is fine. But if you're going to do it that way, you better make damn sure that when you've got a guy that goes out and gets injured, the next man up is absolutely ready to go and is not right in the middle of his draft and develop to be a hole plugger. You know, I mean – it's unbelievable. I, I honestly thought that the Packers had a great start on defense. You know, I thought having Matthews back, it seemed to help on the first couple defensive series. Looks like it freed up Perry. He can get back to work. I, I liked it. I, I, You know what? I had high hopes. And then it just all fell apart. I mean, just all fell apart. You know, Packers, their first first down came with two minutes left in the first quarter. Okay, and then you want to you want to sum up the how the season has been so far with this team. We can sum it up really quick right here. Six seconds left to go in the first quarter, and instead of trying to run a play, right, the Packers try to draw the Redskins off sides. 
Yep, that is McCarthy, classic McCarthy, playing the clock and not the team in front of him. Now, you don't believe me? Go and look back. Packer Nation, we all remember a couple years ago in Seattle, right, where we had him. Trip to the Super Bowl on the line, we had him. Had him dead to rights the whole game, outplayed him, manhandled him. And then guess what happened? Here comes McCarthy playing the clock and not the team. And that's what happens. Time and time again, we've seen it. We saw it again now. I mean, here's some math for you. Okay. The Packers are averaging almost eight minutes of offensive possession per quarter this season. And they're getting minimal points out of those. They're, they're averaging six points per quarter with Aaron Rodgers as your leader on offense and the likes of Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, Devontae Adams. I mean, did, could anybody see this? I mean, aside from last year, and, and, you know, that was, well, that was because Jordy Nelson was injured. That's why the entire team looked like shit. That's why it was because Jordy Nelson was injured. But, I mean, could anyone see this coming? Six points a quarter we're averaging. That's pitiful. It's pitiful. How, you can't compete with any other team. When, when on offense you average six points a quarter, and on defense you're giving up, on average, almost 400 yards a game. And 26 points. Okay, so here's this classic clock playing again. Let's 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 dig into this a little bit deeper. Okay. So the Packers attempt to run a play with one timeout left and 30 seconds before the half. Okay. And they're going to run a play, and you're thinking, okay, great, because normally Mike McCarthy would just take a knee right there and just give up and go into halftime. But okay, they're going to run a play. Good. Finally, some fight. They're showing that they want to win the game, not just, I don't know, win the battle of possession, I guess. I have no idea. Because they won that battle today, but they didn't win the game. So what happens? So 30 seconds left, Packers have a timeout, right? 30 seconds, okay? Rodgers takes a sack, which, I mean, how how can you take a sack in that situation? Throw it away. I mean, it came quick. I'll give him that because it's, you know, back to fundamentals, not being able to pick up a blitz. But give up a sack in that, in that situation, right? You still have a timeout. At this point, there's like 20 seconds left on the clock. So you think, okay, take the timeout. You lost 10 seconds. Take the timeout. You lost 10 seconds and six yards. Okay, big deal. You, you could still make two nice, deep sideline throws to give yourself a chance to at least kick a field goal. So what do they do? They don't call timeout. They don't do anything. They just stand there, and they let the clock run out. And that's why there's no energy. That right there is why this team continues to lose games like that. Right there. That sums up the whole season for the Packers. No energy, no determination. And you know where that starts? Boys and girls, that starts with the coaching staff and the front office. It is so clear to me that McCarthy has lost this team. And I'm not saying that everything that's happened is Mike McCarthy's fault, because it isn't. And Mike McCarthy is a good football coach. 
Do I think he's as good as he think he is? No, no, I don't. You know, him calling himself a highly successful football coach, maybe in the regular season, but I mean, I don't know. Does that count? I'm not sure. They don't give out trophies for most regular season victories, do they? Or second most regular season victories in the last 10 years. Do they give out trophies for that? I didn't think they did, but I could be wrong. I don't know. You know, there's one trophy worth winning in football. And there is so much Green Bay Packer history on that trophy that it's a shame when you can't field a team that has a chance to bring that trophy home. And this is that team. No energy. Nothing. You know, we go into the second half. We had a muffed kick. Jeff Janis, muffed the kick. I mean, that pretty much set the tone for the second half, right? So the first possession, second half after the muffed kick, very poor field position. Adams drops a pass. Big surprise there. And that just continued that tone. And then what do you know? We finally start to use Jared Cook. Gives us a little boost, right? That's that long drive. Right? Nice. Nice drive. And they cap it off with a missed field goal. And now we brought that tone right back again. Right? And then, geez, okay, it's third and 11 for the Redskins here. Third and 11. I mean, is anybody else out there, when it's, when it's third and three, you're like, okay, yeah, we can hold them. But when it's like third and 11, third and 15, Christ, it can be third and 46. And I'm like, oh, my God, okay, we're going to give this up. I know I'm not the only one who thinks like that. Third and short, I, I feel much better about holding a team on third and short than I do about third and long. And it proved me right again. Third and 11 Packers give up a touchdown late in the third quarter. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? You know, and then, and then here we go, okay, up and down. They take advantage of a huge, huge blown coverage by the Redskins on a, on a short screen pass to Starks that should have been stopped immediately, and there was no one in front of him. I mean, huge blown coverage on the, on the Redskins' part. Take advantage. Touchdown. Back in it. Okay? And this is typical Green Bay Packers right here the last couple of years. Your offense comes up big, your defense shifts the bed. And that's what happened. You know, and then you've got a fourth and inches, the Redskins, fourth and inches. And everyone in the civilized world knew what was going to happen there. If you've ever seen any Redskins game where it's third and inches or fourth and inches and they go for it, 95% of the time, Kirk Cousins sneaks up the middle. I mean, it's almost every single time, guys. And we get some big boys on a defensive line, don't we? But it didn't didn't help. Gets picks up the first down, and that was the beginning, not the beginning of the end, but that was the middle of the end for me anyway. You know, and then four minutes left, the Packers secondary gives up a huge play, touchdown, and there's your dagger, as Wayne Larrabee so eloquently puts it. You know, it's um, it's frustrating. It really is. And, and to kind of cap the whole thing off, um, you know, after that, uh, that final touchdown, um, you see Dayton Jones kind of steps on and kind of like kicks one of the Redskins players in the head when he's down, gets a flag. 
with two minutes left down 42-24. I mean, that's just class right there. That's what we've become. You know, that that's what this team has become. Makes me sick. Really makes me sick. The culture in Green Bay needs to change. It needs to change. This is not what the Packers are. And fans are getting really sick and tired of it. When's the last time before these last two years can you remember having multiple players suspended for off-the-field issues? Now, granted, in the Favre era, there were a lot of off-the-field issues that were covered up. I get it. You know, that was a different time. But, boy, you know, Packers and, and, and Packer fans have taken a lot of pride in fielding a team that isn't in the news all the time for that stuff, you know. And we take a lot of pride in that, that, that we feel like we've got good guys. You know, we've got good, honest, clean guys. And it's time for a, time for a change in Green Bay. It really is. You know, you, you look ahead to the schedule, and it's just not going to get any easier, guys. It, it really isn't. And you got Philadelphia at Philadelphia next Monday night. I, I, I just I can't see a win there. You know, we got Houston um, on the 4th, December 4th, in Green Bay, maybe. I mean, I, I don't know. To me, I don't think Houston's a great team, but the Packers are, are a bad team. I mean, it, it's probably a loss. Then we got Seattle at home. That's a loss. Unless uh, by some miracle, I don't know, something, I don't know, something happens, but that's a loss. And then at Chicago, maybe a win. But I don't, I don't know if anybody out there is 100% confident the Packers can beat anybody right now. Anybody let alone the Bears, because the Bears are streaky. You know, they have a great game and a shitty game, and a great game and a really bad game, you know, and, and you just never know. The only thing we can hope for is um, the, the Bears having a really bad game the week before. That's all we can hope for. So that, you know, or, or I'm sorry, having a really good game the week before, so that they come out and play us and they have a bad game, you know, because that's how it works. You know, that's what we're pinning our hopes on. You know, then the Vikings, which is a Saturday game, that's probably a loss too. And then at Detroit to close out the season. I mean, am I crazy in thinking that I can see one win in the, in the remainder of these games here? At Chicago, and that's even iffy? One win. You know, meanwhile, you got Detroit. Detroit's got Minnesota on Thursday. And then you got the Saints, the Bears, the Giants, the Cowboys, the Packers. I could probably pick out three wins there for the Lions, the Bears, the Giants, and the Packers. Okay, and then you go to Minnesota. You got Lions, Cowboys, and back-to-back Thursday night games. So you, you don't have to worry about a short week there. The following week you do, but you're at Jacksonville. Then Colts, Packers, Bears. I mean, I, I see five wins there. Lions, Jaguars, Colts, Packers, Bears. I think the Vikings win the division. I think it's close. I mean, I think the Lions could do it. The Lions have trailed in every fourth quarter of every game they've played in, and they've somehow managed to come back. So don't count the Lions out. I'll tell you, it's, um, it's interesting, folks, that 
there are still people out there that that are hoping that the Packers can get it back on track. And there are still people out there, even quote-unquote experts at big four-letter networks, that are saying, well, you know, the Packers aren't quite out of it yet. You know, the NFC North is so bad, they might be able to make a shot. I don't think so. You know what I have to say to that? Uh, that's so funny. The last time I heard that, I laughed so hard I fell off my dinosaur. Yep. Yep. You know, folks, um, I do have some uh, some good audio here for you. Um, we actually had a sideline reporter um, on the sidelines in Maryland uh, for the game. And the question was posed to McCarthy going into halftime on – whether or not he is concerned um, that the fans and the team and the media, um, you know, respects him and likes him um, and, and kind of what he's doing about that and, and whether or not he's getting along with the offense. And he had a very interesting response and I'll give him credit. He was honest with this and um, let's listen in. Do I need to be liked? Absolutely not. I like to be liked. I enjoy being liked. I have to be liked, but it's not like this, compulsive need to be liked like my need to be praised yeah, well that that that's true give him credit give him credit for answering that question truthfully he just he's a highly successful football just ask him he'll tell you he is a highly successful football coach you if you don't believe it just go ask him and he'll tell you okay jeez I'm tired about hearing about Oh, Mike McCarthy isn't a successful football coach. Nine and seven would be a gift this year. Nine and seven would be a gift this year. I mean, it's not going to happen. You know, it's it's not going to happen. But saying at the beginning of the year, if you, had you if you had thought we were going to go nine and seven this year, you'd have been you'd have been out of your mind. No way the Packers are going to go nine and seven. And now at this point, we're everyone's like praying, oh please, man, if we can just lose one more game to go nine and seven, we'll be we'll be we might be okay. It's a joke. I'll tell you what, there there was um, there was one good thing I saw in the game today. One, um, and this is going to be my smart feller of the game. Um, Jacob Shum or Scum or whatever your name is, uh, seemed to punt the ball pretty well. You know, he started off pretty rough with the Packers. And, um, I was among many people on saying that he needs to be gone. I mean, get anybody else. You know, I think, I think Don Barclay probably played punter and pop Warner. Maybe we could put him in. That's what they love to do. They love to cross train guys. But he's turned it on. I'll, I'll give him credit. He's looking better, especially today, the wind that uh, was playing a big factor. I mean, he he did well. He did well. Ladies and gentlemen, Jacob Shum is our smart feller. Well, of the theoretically, day. yes, but the computer matches would be so perfect as to eliminate the thrill of romantic conquest in her own way. <laughs> now, moving on to our fart smeller. Yes, our fart smeller. And you guessed it. That's the opposite of our smart feller, our fart smeller of the day is everyone. I mean, can I single anybody out? I don't know. Everybody. Maybe Jeff Janis for muffing that punt and then 
there was another time where it was like he was in center field with another fielder just trying to catch the ball at the same time. But everybody, you know what? Everybody today, everybody is my fart smeller of the game. Big, nasty, wet fart smeller. Well, guys, I hate to say it. It might be over for us. But the sun will rise tomorrow, as it always does. And we will lick our wounds, and we will heal. And we will continue to not make changes, because that's what we do at the Green Bay Packers front office. But, hey, Titletown is going to be built pretty soon, and that's going to be pretty exciting, right? So a lot of hotels going up there, and that's going to be exciting. So um, that being said... I want to thank you guys for checking in with me tonight. I am sorry that I couldn't bring you a show with more enthusiasm, with more good news. Um, But I did bring you a show that was hideous. And there were some skewed opinions and some shoddy journalism. So all in all, I think it was a success. Okay. I want you guys to join me tomorrow, tomorrow morning, 5 a.m. Hawaii time. 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. We're going to rant and rave for about two hours tomorrow morning. Um, we're going to talk Packers a little more. Um, we're going to break down some, some of the press conferences coming out of Green Bay after tonight's loss. Um, and we're going to look around the NFL. We're going to look around the NBA. Um, we may even get some hockey talk in. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed the Pack Attack Backtrack tonight. I will be on with another episode of the Pack Attack Backtrack next week after the Packer game. Again, tune in tomorrow, guys, tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Central Time, 5 a.m. Hawaii Standard Time for the real score. And I promise you, there will be more rants, more skewed opinions, and yes, more shoddy journalism. Hopefully you guys laugh and hopefully you cry, but most importantly, hopefully you will always remember to be all about that action, folks. See you next time. There's a place up ahead